This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wall Street Coach Podcast with me, Kim Ann Curtin and Lucas Peterson. We are very lucky today to have uh, a very amazing human being with us and an incredible trader and an incredible pro poker player, Ray. And Ray, I don't know if you'd like to use your last name. So you tell, is it okay for us to say your yeah. last name here? Okay. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. You, you are known collectively on the internet as Confessions of a Market Maker, uh, mm -hmm. as your partner JJ is. But if people want to find you right out of the gate, tell us where they would find you on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it would be at um, All Day Ray on Twitter. Um, that's a handle. I change the name sometimes just to be funny, joke around. Yeah. It's a, it's a cannoli fingers right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh yeah, my full name, Ray D'Argenio. Um, you know, it's a tough day. We're recording on St. Patrick's day. And so just remember your Italian friends out there. It's not, it's, it's not always the best of days. <laughs> to be Italian. Yeah, like, day to day, you want to be Irish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Even Lucas has on his green. Yeah, I got on my green. My wife's my wife's. Uh, she's she's Irish. So sorry, Ray. <laughs> no, I, I joke around. I do have I do have a, a little uh, Irish blood in me. So do you? Happy St. Patty's Day, guys. Happy St. Patty's Day. And as I said before, we started recording. I'm wearing this hat. Uh, it's it's not a hat I can really get away with much in Hawaii, but in honor of Ray in his cool style, because he's got, <laughs> he's got that kind of metrosexual style going on, and I had to like <laughs> honor him today with my, my fancy fedora. So Yeah, for those so, listening, it's a camo fedora. <laughs> it's very sexy. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I endorse it. I endorse it, Kim. Thank you for the kind <laughs> words. So I just hope I can, uh, you know, it's funny because we, we uh, when me and you talked last time, Kim, I was uh, joking, you know, you got Matthew McConaughey on the podcast. Uh, it just set me up. Like, well, how am I supposed to, I know I wasn't exactly after, but it's just like, honored to be on so many good people, including JJ, my co-host, yes. yes. um, Brian Lee, who I have so much respect for and all those, I've enjoyed everyone yeah. and what you guys are doing, uh, filling a niche in trading. And it's just, it's awesome to be here to talk with you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. It's, it's you, you absolutely can handle coming on after Matthew McConaughey. If anybody <laughs> could, Ray, it's you. Yeah, uh, why don't you tell people how we met and like our story so they have some context? Yeah, yeah. I think we, we first met uh, probably almost a year ago now. I want to say it's probably either April or May. Uh, you invited me on your Steady Trade podcast that you host with Tim and um Steve. what steve yes steven. uh tim and steven and uh that's how we first like introduced to each other uh mm -hmm. we you know uh started talking a little bit i took some coaching with you so we got to know each other mm -hmm. fairly well yep. um i would say and um yeah that's how we really first met i invited you on our podcast we've stayed in touch and yeah i just yep. would like to think we have a good relationship and i could consider you a friend and, and a mentor really 
Oh, thank you, Ray. I consider you a friend as well and a mentor around reading for sure. Uh, you haven't taught me poker yet, though. I'll, I'll, I'll just remind you that that is still an outstanding uh, favor you're going to do for me because I definitely want to learn. But we also have had a couple of professional uh, conversations just around navigating uh, relationships and people and men and women of integrity and or the lack thereof. And I have been so grateful that we we got so close so quickly uh, so that as you know is as within any industry as within any collective of people there are going to be people that don't all play you know kind of by the levels of integrity that I know you have Ray and that I have and you know just being able to have you as a sounding board a couple of times has been really great for me to just know how to navigate uh, different things I bumped into and you've been around this uh, industry and around the poker industry for a long time. So you've probably seen a lot. Uh, what, what do you think on your journey uh, has been able, like, do you think when you first started out, how old were you when you started to play pro, pro poker? Uh, pro, pro poker when I was officially able to 24. Um, wow. And so I'm, to, I'm 29 now, um, but I did play for, you know, uh, like a semi-professional, I guess. So I always, I held the job, I held the sales job. But I was playing poker on the side. Uh, I mean, ever since I was probably like 17, uh, wow. 17, 18, like serious on a serious note. Wow. And yeah. what do you think? Do you think that that world uh, educated you around kind of the ways of the world? What, what did you find as, you know, you're mm. still fairly young, but even back four or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, no, I think like life just taught me about like the ways of the world, uh, first and yeah. foremost, even more yeah. so than poker. But it's funny you bring that up because some people in poker, um, you know, there's been scandals. I mean, just like you get in trading too, it, but really any aspect of life. But people in poker sometimes act like it's unique to poker. And like, oh, the scumbag in the poker. Like, no, there's scumbags in every area of, of yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. No where you go. But I didn't yeah. really learn that from poker, but as me and you have talked plenty of times, Kim, um, what poker has taught me about life was the, the valuable asset that poker brought to me. And I think that's probably why I was attracted to poker. Um, if we're going to get like on like a spiritual type of level, yeah. right? With yeah, totally. about like how to, because the, the same leaks I had in my poker game and that if I really wanted to succeed in poker, I would have to fix those mistakes that were prevalent in my like personal life as well, wow. if that makes sense. Wow. Did you think you expected that when you started to go down the road of poker? Absolutely not. No, I mean, you don't know. I, I get into it because I seen my, my father was like really into it. I used to sit behind the screen at like 12, 13 and watch him play poker like up wow. late at night winning money. And it was like so exciting to me. It was just the love of the game is what first attracted me to it. Wow. I didn't know what I was in store for, you know? Yeah. It's like Jedi. I imagine Jedi training, you know, when you when you really get into playing frequently and you start to realize okay this is something i'm going to get really serious about i imagine it's going to just with anything you want to be disciplined and it's going to ask everything of you yeah for sure and I, I think the my desire to want to like make that my like profession i i, I never had like dreams of like uh, working a job or something. I guess I'd probably say like my first dream was being like an NFL player. Then once we realized I wasn't athletic enough, like, and that wasn't going to be serious. Yeah. It was like, Oh, I could lean on poker. Right. Like, especially during those time, uh, those days people were making really good money playing poker. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of like my, 
I felt like it was like my calling. And if I wanted to make that right, I had to, I, it didn't matter how painful looking in the mirror was. I had to, if I wanted to do that. And so I was like, almost felt like I was like forced, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But that, but I think that's also, you know, in other conversations, you had me on your podcast uh, a while ago. And I remember we talked about this statement that I said about, I'd rather have truth over comfort. And you were like, holy crap, that is me in a nutshell as well. And so I, I think that that's just your, how you're built, Ray. You're somebody who will always go underneath what's comfortable to get to the root of the matter. Be a poker, be a trading, be it life. It, it's, I think it's just a way of living. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah. 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 So take us through, okay, you're in poker. Uh, what kind of precipitates the transition into trading for you? Yeah, well, you know, I was, um, was thinking of transitioning out of poker for a good while. Um, I would okay. even go as far as saying like a couple of years. I was like, okay, because oh. like I... Uh, poker is uh, increasingly getting more and more tough uh, due to various reasons, um, mm -hmm. legality, um, software improvements, people just getting better at the game. And mm -hmm. so I guess in traders terms, right? So for traders to understand the edges is diminishing in poker as the years go on. And so it's like, okay, yeah. like, what am I going to do? I don't have no jobs to put on my resume really, or there's going to be a huge gap in my resume. Yeah. Um, I'm not making the type of money that I want to make. Um, what am I going to do? Or, or am, like the, the ceiling is getting smaller. And so mm -hmm. like, you know, you always hear it's like, oh, well, poker players make good traders. And I've always dabbled in trading a little bit, um, probably first in like 2017-ish. Um, mm -hmm. But I never considered it a career. So that would let me into, oh, like, okay, let me search online. Let me see where some good resources to learn. And then um, I stumble upon meeting Steve. I stumble upon meeting JJ. And uh, we all kind of like clicked. They threw me out with an idea of starting a podcast, which I was actually a little reluctant to do. Really? Um, and JJ was like, no, nah, man, Ray, let me take you under my wing. Uh, trust me. Wow. Uh, I took a leap of faith. And yeah, we're, we're, here we are. And everything's going good. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. And, You're uh, such a natural podcaster. You are such a natural. Uh, the first time I watched that show, I was like, who are these guys? These guys <laughs> are like a nat like you guys were born to be podcasters. Yeah, you really yeah. both are. You're both really good. Uh, and okay, you just recently scored Mark Cuban. So holy <laughs> natural dude. Like I'm I'm amazed you're coming on my podcast after you got somebody like him. So tell us tell us about Mark Cuban. I I was I watched that podcast, Ray, and I never have seen that man smile as much as he did in your podcast. I was like, I think I think he's a nice guy. I don't know if I ever thought I'd want to hang out with him, but after your podcast, now I do. So uh, how did you score that, man? Yeah, well, you know, I, I got a shout out to uh, my boy Dan behind the scenes. Uh, he, he's uh, at Value and Time on Twitter. Follow him. He's a good follow on Twitter. Uh, he, he, he really, he's been handling a lot of like the um, networking and like get grabbing guests and he did a great job. He's been landing us some really good guests and he landed Mark Cuban for us. And um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Kim, like once I saw him smiling and laughing in the beginning, it like eased the tension and I was like, all right, cause that, that's why I like, I guess, well, I guess I'll give the strategy away for the podcast. But that's why I like opening up, like trying to be like light and humorous and yeah, joking yeah. because you want to get the guest in a, a light mood. You want to get the yeah. best out of them. So yes. throwing a little joke, get them like happy and whatever. And so, yeah, it went great. And he, yeah. was, he was really so nice, so gracious. It, it was a great time. 
This is so great. And then you've also had the mayor of Florida come on. I mean, <laughs> damn, dude, you're just killing it. So tell you're us my- how that went. Yeah, well, that's great because we're down here too. So like, that's perfect. And totally. he's on the forefront of, I mean, he's, he wants to put the treasury um, in the Miami City treasury in BTC. He wants to give employees a chance to be paid in BTC. And he wants to give Miami residents, uh, if you want to pay in BTC or other cryptocurrencies, you can. Uh, very, you know, you know, most of these politicians want to say things so they can stay in office. That's a very contrarian thing of him to say. I mean, he's like the mm-hmm. first one really saying this. Yeah, and, you know, obviously us being in finance, um, you know, I've been in cryptocurrency since 2017. Thank, you know, luckily, thanks to poker, because I had to transact that way. Um, and it just makes a lot of sense to me. And I think like of a lot of our community, a lot of our uh, listeners. And yeah, we were able to land him. And he was, like, he was such a nice guy, too. Like, like great guy. Fantastic. That yeah, is just awesome. absolutely fantastic. Well, I think, you know, there's an art form to putting people at ease. And I believe that you have that. And so does JJ and the way you both like really welcome people in. It puts their defenses down and makes them feel safe and allows them to really share some of what's going on for them. Yeah, for sure. No, I I agree. And, uh, you know, thanks for the kind words. And definitely shout out to, you know, JJ. He's, uh, my, I, I couldn't do it without him for sure. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Um, yeah, like, like we, you know, I, I don't understand a lot of times with podcasts, like, you know, when I was preparing for the Mark Cuban one, uh, yeah. he went on, he went on another podcast recently, like right before ours and the people were almost being like, um, combatant with him or asking mm-hmm. him very challenging questions. It's like, man, like you're in good space here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. relax. It's not, yeah. 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 Well, I think, you know, a lot of that is that, what is it called? The uh, click culture, you know, like people are trying to have something happen that's very dramatic to get a lot of eyeballs. But I'm of the opinion that, you know, better to have the trust with all the people that potentially feel safe to come back on because you want people to keep coming back on. It's not, if it's all about the gotcha, it's like, what is that about? You know, we're not, I'm not a journalist. (laughs) Like, you know, if you're on a podcast, you're not a journalist. You're a person who's, you know, trying to understand somebody's perspective. So I'm so glad that you, you yeah, know. it's not. Yeah, we're we're not investigative journalists. Exactly. Ten minutes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what is this? Twenty twenty? Is this sixty minutes? No. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it easy. Yeah, no, because like you know, I want Mark Cuban. You know, like it's not even good strategy. Like, let's say I even don't like Mark Cuban, right? Right. It's not even good strategy for me to be compatent with a billionaire, someone who can make my life hard or easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just use your brain. Exactly. <laughs> it's not where I thought you were going with. It. I thought you were just like, it's not a good strategy for like having a conversation but yeah but you're right he also can make your life miserable yeah well i think this is a big point i think this is something me and you know kim we've talked about um you're looking at i look at everything strategical right and it's like it stemmed from poker and i almost thought it was a problem but now i like i really embrace it right it's like i even like uh you know i'll try to figure out i always joke with my friend he'd be like oh that goes good in the microwave for 45 seconds i was like no 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 51 51 seconds (laughs) (laughs) no like i'm optimize everything like yeah, <laughs> and, uh, saying and it's like same thing with the you know uh, you know I was um, talking with JJ with the with the mayor of Miami like, like let's say like even what he's saying about Bitcoin and like bringing finance to Miami is he doesn't even mean it he's just lying through his teeth it's it's good strategy it's good political strategy <laughs> in my opinion like he's seeing the future and where the future is going to go yeah. he's going to get the younger vote etc yeah. so it's like I look at everything in these terms right and like because yes. you that brain that side of your brain doesn't turn off and so no. people think they can be 
undisciplined in their lives and then be disciplined when it comes to trading. Right. No, you don't, you don't turn it on and off. It's a way of life. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. God, I can't wait till we can get, we got to have to get Ray the judgment index, Lucas, because his big picture yeah. score is undoubtedly probably really <laughs> yeah, strong. Yeah, you, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't, you haven't had him do it. I, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't done it, but we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, loop you into this. What, what is this? Or is this going down a different route? The, the judgment index is just an assessment that recently uh, Lucas and I in the past year have gotten uh, certified in. It's a very unusual uh, index that allows us to measure and the individual to see 70 different versions of their judgment. And yeah. one of the top three scores besides work ethic and people skills is a big picture capability. And yeah. I have a very strong big picture capability, but I sense you do too, Ray. Yeah. Awesome. From awesome. 49 seconds to 51 with the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the indicator to me that you probably have a really good big picture score. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to arrange that when we come off the podcast for you to, yeah, for you we'll to get this out. assessment. There is a fee for it, but we're not going to charge you because you're family, not your friends <laughs> and family, Ray. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do now for traders. Tell us about your room. You have a couple of rooms. You have a couple of like really important places where people learn quickly. You guys have invited me and I'm sorry, I haven't gotten in there yet, but I plan on getting in there once I could, I had so much coaching going on. There's not enough time for trading, but tell us about your room and how you support traders, especially new yeah. traders. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so afterwards, um, you know, like we got started with the podcast first, and then it yeah. kind of evolved into like, you know, people really liked hearing JJ. Like, even when we first started the podcast, that's when I first started trading, and it was like kind of going to be like, okay, let's see, let's watch JJ take him and watch him mature into a trader. That was kind of like how the podcast started at first, you know, with JJ revealing yeah. what goes on behind the scenes of trading, and so that's how it kind of started off. And then I was like, okay, like other people liked what JJ was saying. And so they're kind of like the demand was there. So we started up, um, yeah, we started up a trading room. Now they're really, it's one trading room, but it's, we have okay. two under the same umbrella. JJ trades futures, the micro ES, um, it's micro futures.com. Uh, and then as I started maturing as a trader, I started branching off into trading equities. Um, and so it was like, it just a natural progression. Okay. Let's offer wow. for people who want to trade equities. And so it's like, it's still the same like room, but you know, you yeah. have, room you have equities room so i'm in the equities room um you know i like screen share trade you know uh, throughout the day um and it's a pleasure I, I really enjoy the community like the the one part i think i like more about trading than poker uh is the communal aspect i think it's a um, you know poker can be very lonely it's just you yeah yep. Um, yep and all dependent on you like in the room we can all take the same trade together i'm mean, not saying that we always do but it's like oh like yeah. You have different eyes. It's like you have more eyes that are seeing the market and not just me, but then I have some, oh, he's a good trader. Oh, he's looking at that. Let me take a look or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, it's a really enjoyable community. Um, yeah. What, who do you feel is ideal for that community? Would it be a beginner trader or a more, a little bit further down the road than a beginner? We, uh, I mean, honestly, we welcome everybody. Um, okay. it, I mean, we have uh, people who trade different styles Mm -hmm. um, you know, different, uh, you know, sized accounts, you know, et cetera. Yeah. I just really look at us as a community. Like we welcome everybody, even That's if great. you're totally different than me, it's a, it's a community. That's why I say it. It's not like, yeah. I mean, if you want to come in and learn from us yeah. and ask yeah. questions, for sure. Absolutely. I'll help you. Oh, at JJ too. But if you want to come in and just like hang out, 
and post your trades or just come in, I mean, and joke with yeah. us. Yeah. You can probably sense with me, like I joke a lot. So we have a yeah. lot of fun. That's and so awesome. that's how it is. It's just a community of traders. And if you want to come and learn, phenomenal. That's awesome. And what, what time of the day does it start? Uh, I mean, the, the room's always 24-7. We have a Discord room, so the chat is always going. But uh, yeah, we Zoom screen share from, uh, you know, market open to market close. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. And if they want to find that room, what is that? Is there a Twitter handle for that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in uh, Equities ETC. Okay. So EquitiesETC.com, search it on Perfect. Twitter. You'll Perfect. Find, we'll put, we'll put this in the liner notes. We'll awesome. make sure they're there. And what would you say is, is the most surprising thing, transitioning from poker into trading for yourself? What's the most surprising thing you've discovered about being a trader? Hmm. The most surprising thing? Mm-hmm. Man, I, I don't know if it's a good or bad. I, I think poker players are, I think uh, poker, like the poker players are a little sharper, I think, than traders uh, uh, in general. Overall. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think if some of the top trader or poker players came mm -hmm. over to trade, they would absolutely crush it. Wow, absolutely crush it. Yeah, I think um, I think it's due to the background of people um, of people who approach these different pursuits. I think mm -hmm. like with a lot of retail traders, there are people who are not like gamers, people who are not um, maybe like like nine to five type of workers, and like yeah. getting like. It's just a totally different sphere. It's just uh, totally different. That's why I, I remember I told Brian, who you've had on your podcast, yes. off air. I told him he would be a better poker player than me. Like if he per, if he pursued poker, this guy would have wow. crushed poker. It, it's just a totally different mindset. And so I think people who are gravitated to poker are come from more of like a gaming type of background, or they enjoy puzzles. They enjoy whatever whatever the case is. Yeah. Sometimes the stock market, people get into it for other. Um, I don't know, it, you know, they, they get in through their 401k or like, oh, they heard someone say something about Bitcoin yeah. and they really yeah. don't. So I, I don't know, I guess that was kind of surprising to me, I guess kind of the lack of like game theoretical knowledge uh, of a lot of traders. I mean, wow. even some that, 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 that claim that they're good traders. Wow. Yeah. So, so talk more about those, those who claim that they're good. Do you feel that it's just a matter of time till they're proven they're not that good? I, th I think, well, okay, I, I guess like, uh, I guess maybe to get more like detailed, like I think like poker play, like poker is, um, you're, you're forced to think in like theoretical terms and uh, especially like probabilistically game th in, in like game theory, yeah. um, which is not taught in trading yeah. um, and which I think is highly valuable. And like what my favorite trader of all time, Ed Thorpe, um, he's really like the founder of, or the godfather of all these principles of prob uh, uh, probability theory and game theory. Yes. But you know what he did before trading? He, he was the inventor of card counting. Uh, he also beat roulette. Um, in, the, in the 60s, a mini computer. He built a, a mini computer in the 60s to time the, the spin of the wheel. Um, and so those are the type of traders that I gravitate towards um, and respect. Um, but that's probably biased due to my, my background though. But you know, you gotta, you gotta trade to that personality. For sure, but it's also, I think, a, a level of respect that this is uh, this, you know, I, I, I hate to say this is a game, but I, I don't mean in a derogatory sense. I mean it in the sense that games have rules and yeah. games have a system and there, there is probability that you have to pay attention to if you're going to be a serious game player, never mind a trader. Uh, yeah. And that to me is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Right? And even, I know you listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast from time to time, Kim. I, um, 
I think it was one of the recent ones he had. I forget exactly which one it was. And, it, you know, it made me feel like I almost like reaffirmed myself. Not that I think I really needed it, but he, he Tim Ferriss mentioned that one of the most underdeveloped, underdeveloped skills he thinks in people is their probabilistic thinking wow. way of seeing things in probability. Things are not, rarely is anything in life mm. black and white. Right. Right. And like, I think that's Greg. one of the biggest things I've learned from poker. It's like, it's never, it's, you know what I mean? No one's ever good or bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, things aren't always this way or that way, far left, far right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's always, uh, so it's, it's kind of, you know, it makes you think I'm crazy sometimes or like it's hard <laughs> talking to certain people at times um, without me getting frustrated or like, you know, agitated, whatever. Yeah. Did, did you ever listen to Tim's interview? And, and I think he talks about him a few times, maybe more than once, Josh Wheatskin. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's probably the one I love. I love him. I'm sure me and you yeah. probably talked about him. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite yeah. books. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Because you know he's coming from the chess, chess, but he's but he's but he's mastered so many different uh, art forms, if you will, and and I think it is because of his mindset, his ability to see it and break it down, and step into the probability, even to surfing. He's a surfer. I mean, you know, he's he's just a really a true Renaissance man at being able to say, okay, how do I? How do I attack this? How do I go about learning this particular skill set? And that is, I don't know that a lot, the majority of traders, especially this past year with everything that's gone down, people are just plowing in, not realizing that there is a methodology, so to speak. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, no, for sure. I mean, and, and, you know, that's probably been going on for, for a while anyway. True. I mean, the guy, the guy uh, Josh Waiskin, Probably one of the, you know, him. It's funny we bring him up. Um, someone like Ed Thorpe. Um, I, I find myself the people I gravitate towards are not just good at one thing; they're good at several things. Mm. And it goes to like this whole thing. I believe in Kim. Another thing we've always talked about: how you do one yeah. thing is how you do all things. I think like if you can like learn how to do something good, you just got to learn how. Let's say for example, like okay, I was able to be good at poker, right? Knowing how poker is relatable to trading knowing how trading is relatable to podcasting or how podcasting is relatable to me writing. Like there's ways all these things interconnect. You just have to know or know or it's about the process probably the really process. Yep, more, for sure. more about your process and yeah. processes are translatable to no matter what you do. Yeah. yeah. This morning, you guys, I mean, how are these guys good at, at everything they do? Exactly. Exactly. It's gotta be the process. Yeah. This morning, uh, Stephen and I got to interview uh, Mariana who is a, uh, uh, first woman millionaire uh, trader from Sykes's collective mm -hmm. and every she's 20 years old incredibly humble incredibly uh, you know she, she but she talked about it's the process I, I got that from her right away how is she able to do this in such a short amount of time two years because she is very process driven she talked about how she was in sports how she was in school she's like it's always been the process and so she just took that process and bam plugged it in here and she said she looked for her personality that was the other thing that really uh, hit me. She looked for her personality in the trades. She never took anything that she felt wasn't her personality. So she, that is all process, right? It's it really is. No, and it's not, it's not a surprise, right? If she was a good athlete, if she was a good student, uh, all the same skills translate over. All yep, the same for sure. Over. Yep. 
for sure. Luke, because I've been talking so much, I haven't <laughs> let you get a word in edgewise. That's sorry. okay. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm listening. I like to pick up, pick up little bits when I can, but okay. yeah, I wonder, um, Ray, like how does, how does, what are the biggest things that you see, like the connections within like poker um, mm-hmm. and trading? Like, and what's it, what's it like, I guess, what's it like sitting, uh, you know, I've played poker, but not like competitively. Um, but when you have, you know, a ton of money on the line, um, and you're sitting across from somebody else, is that really different than when you have a ton of money on the line in a trade, besides the fact that you can like hit your stop and not have to lose all your money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head, Lucas. I definitely like trading is way calmer for me. Trading is wow. like my, my adrenaline's not pumping as hard, wow. right? Cause I can put in a stop. Yeah. I can mitigate my risk. If I have, if I'm in 90% favorite on the turn, Lucas, right? I mean, you get all our money in the, in the middle. I'm still going to lose one out of 10 times. It's still up in the air. You know what I'm saying? And I can lose mm-hmm. all my money, all of my money, not just a little bit. I can't put a stop on my, like, uh, you know, on the all in. And so like there's yeah. poker is definitely higher variance. It's a higher variance game. And so I enjoy the, the lower variance nature of trading. I, um, I really enjoy it. Actually. It's a much better way to live, to be honest. <laughs> um, like my swings are not as big, not even close. Yeah. Um, I think to the the first question about the similarities, uh, I mean, the first striking one is, is like, it's, they're both gambling really at the end of the day. Um, so gambling principles, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if I'm sports betting, trading, playing poker, roulette, uh, gambling principles are going to apply like risk management principles. Um, and so like, I guess the key for me is like, I didn't have to relearn that. Like a lot of new traders that come in, I didn't have to learn risk management, which is probably more important than the technical aspects, honestly. Um, yeah, so I came in with that. I just really had to get like my, uh, how do I, my style of trading, how do I want to, uh, trade, um, the technical aspects, learning the charts, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, that stuff's not that difficult. I think, yeah, the risk management part, that's, that's huge. So like, that seems like a huge advantage that I, I feel like I don't, I don't think about often for people who were like professional gamblers to come yeah. in. Cause you basically know how the casino works and you are just becoming your own little casino as long as you can manage the risk. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think like even just analyzing like risk reward, which I think like, I guess mm-hmm. kind of going back to the conversation when was like one of the striking differences. And like, um, you know, I, I come from poker, but I also come from the gambling world in general, uh, like gambling on fantasy <laughs> sports, yeah, gambling yeah, yeah. on sports betting. I mean, all these things overlap, which is funny why um, you'll see poker players that are good traders, but you don't see traders that are good poker players. That started Interesting. You don't. You don't. You really don't. And so what is the reason? Up. What is the reason of that? Uh, it's it's to, it's it's different. It, it's a different like I don't know. I guess it, it's independent on the trader. I think, right? Um, but I mean, especially if you're like a larger trader, like you have a lot more influence on what goes on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking uh, about like hedge fund, hedge fund yeah, type. Of thing. Yeah, I gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Like the game is yeah. actually. <laughs> and like if you have certain you know like think about someone like Turney Duff who I know you guys know and, and, yeah, I, yeah. Turney, and I love Turney to death but Turney would even tell you he wasn't the best trader but right, but Turney right. knew the other five guys in the healthcare mafia he knew when they all were gonna buy yep <laughs> so yeah yeah you know what I mean so like certain principles these guys don't even have to think about yeah mm-hmm. we're talking yep. on, on, a, on a large scale yeah. um and so I think I think like uh analyzing risk versus reward, I think it's hugely important as far as like identifying like an entry point for a trade. Let's say this, right? Like you want to identify entry points 
you know, theoretically, right, that have low risk but a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes you see guys that are taking high – it might be a high ceiling trade, but it's also high risk. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe I'll wait. Or it's like, okay, maybe you have a low risk trade, but the upside isn't that good. Mm, maybe save your capital. Uh, you know, save, save the bullet for yeah. a more opportune scenario. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just don't hear a lot of traders talk in this manner, and I think it would probably be beneficial um, yeah. if you like this. Do you think traders should learn how to play poker first? Mm. See, here's the tough thing. Uh, yeah, if you want to do it for the – do it for the right reasons, right, Kim? So mm. do it for the learning process that you want to um, sharpen your game theoretical knowledge. You want to improve as a trader, right? Like all the – you maybe you want to learn about yourself. I wouldn't go into it expecting to make money. Poker is, is – especially if you're playing at a high level, poker is going to be tough. Yeah. If you want to do it for fun, do it for fun. But it's, um, I think the, the amount of studying and effort it takes into poker nowadays is probably not worth it to yeah. like, if you want to like something to pursue. Yeah. But I, I just mean to just see if you've got the discipline or if you've got the uh, respect for risk management that perhaps you could, you know, I feel like people who come into trading, they can get away with, trading badly sometimes for a long time if they keep uh, their trades low and not necessarily learn what is necessary to go to the next level. But I'm kind of curious, is poker going to be harder core on them to slap their hand and get them realizing, wow, I really am not uh, being as strategic as I should be. That's a good thought. That's a good thought, Kim. And I think, yeah, I think that's true for sure. Like poker is definitely way more unforgiving. Um, I think the point that you're saying, like traders, bad traders can win for a long time. I mean, especially in bull markets. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were in periods and this is what I was even nervous for myself. Is that like, I was trying not to get myself too excited about my own trading results because yeah. if anyone was closing their eyes and clicking the green button on the screen, they were exactly. winning money. <laughs> exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, totally. It was complicated. So you, yeah. and that's the whole other thing about this, right? Is discerning, yeah. are, are you good or is it just luck? It's probably a mixture of both, but being able to be, you know, preferring truth over comfort, really analyzing yourself. Yeah. And then even that, right? You can still analyze your trades with hindsight bias. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Did I actually make a bad trade or did I, did I just use all the available information I had at the time and I made a good decision? Yeah. Because it's easy in hindsight, right? Because we have information we weren't accessible to in the moment. That's Mm -hmm. true. So you can go through down a rabbit hole with all these things, but there's a lot to actually really think about and process. And this is why it takes people years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that, you know, the book that's coming to me, Ray, that you recommended to me a long time ago was, uh, Maria, is it Kornikova? Yeah, biggest bluff. The biggest bluff. That yeah. was just such a sobering, like I felt like I could replace the word poker with trading throughout the whole book. Yeah, yeah no. A game changer for me. Yeah, for sure. I, I recommended it to everybody uh, yeah. reading. Um, and her being a writer, yeah, uh, not, not like a lifetime, lifelong poker player. She, I think she represented poker and, uh, very well. The, the yeah. mindset, everything. I was, yeah, great book. 
it, it just, it felt, it, I, I remember that that was at the time when I was like, hey, you got to teach me how to play poker. Because I remember thinking, wow, if I could learn poker, then maybe, you know, there was that hesitation still in me that I can learn trading. But I felt like, wow, that would be almost like Navy SEAL training <laughs> to yeah. prepare myself for, for what's ahead. I, you might be on to something. It might, it, it might be a good idea for people but you know just you know it's uh not for money not because like it's it would be the same as thinking you're going to make money as a trader for the well, first year here's the thing though here's the thing kim like when you play like for play money like people don't play the same way so like the that's true that's a good you, point you don't respect the money that's it, true. It's, it's totally different like sim trading than yeah. trading when you know you got money on the line and you're in your adrenaline's pumping the heart's the heart, yeah. you know, your heart's going to beat out of your chest, the yeah. type of situation. Yeah. And so like with poker, you're going to have to put yourself in those situations and That's like, true. hey, if you got the capital, great, do it. And it's probably is phenomenal training. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You just see it as an education. It's, called, it's your uh, education cost. You yeah. Know, there the you money you lose in, in poker. Um, you know, it's not, it's not poker in the parks in New York City, but, you know, those old men playing uh, chess, chess, you know, that I, I just remember, you know, I had still not learned how to play chess, but I'm fascinated by the game. Uh, always have been and uh, I've always wanted to learn, just have made it happen. But I remember walking through, especially I lived in the East Village for a good six years. And there, these guys, man, wow, just to stand near game, you're allowed to, you know, you, you know, you kind of like, for me, I was a little nervous to approach, but they were like, you can, you can watch us. And I would just be like, these guys are like the salt of the earth. They've been playing for probably 40 years. And to just see that go down and the way they think. And I mean, I know you can't hear somebody think, but it feels like you can <laughs> because they're so into that little, you know, too bad there are poker games like that in the parks. Like yeah, a chess like, game. Yes, yes, be poker games. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be a good idea. But yeah, I don't know how popular it would be. Well, but. these were not speed chess games. These were, okay. these were hour long games that yeah. these elders would have, even in the middle of winter. You know that scene at the end of the Queen's Gambit when she's in Russia and she walks through that park with all the old guys playing the chess? Like, there are parks all over New York where those chess players meet and play all mm. day. It's incredible. I think that's where uh, Josh Waiskin got his uh, cut his teeth when he was younger. I remember. That's he, right. I think you're yeah. right. I, was, think he, I remember right. in his book when he would first play, when he was like right. six, seven, eight years old, he would his practice father. on the adults. He would practice on the adults in the parks. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. What a genius this guy. Yeah, right? a total <laughs> genius. A total genius. All right, Ray. So, what would you say is your advice to somebody who's watching this now, who maybe has just started to get into trading? What What is it that they don't they don't want to make these mistakes that you're talking? Talking about can happen easily for a beginner trader. So, what what are the like top three, top four things you suggest to them? I think like one, like take your like personal development like very serious. Um, I think um, my and you know I'm a practitioner of like Eastern like philosophy. Um, I think, you know, it's funny, like I I was gravitated towards that because I was looking for an, an edge. Maybe my my uh, my pursuit of it wasn't really pure, right? It's like I wanted who's to, to say, who's to judge that, Ray? No, yeah, like, I mean, maybe it is pure to want to get get better at your game. I mean, how much more pure can it be? Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for like an extra edge to. I'm like, okay, like if you know, I'm reading about all these things, like this can help me 
um, be more control of myself, think clearer, et cetera. Let me do all that. Well, obviously like in turn, I've come to like, I think be, you know, practice it in the right manner now and have respect for it. And like, just, you know, just, just being a genuine human being and like trying to realize my, you know, realize myself. Um, I, I think that's been be- highly beneficial for me, maybe not for everyone else, but that would be my advice. Go like, sell like really dig deep into your personal development. Um, I think too, I mean, yo, just read books. I think that's another one. Read books. Uh, I think like sometimes you'll find inspiration and in ideas about trading. That's not even trading related. You know, and I got to thank yeah. you Kim, for putting me on to, I was never been a fiction reader. You told me go out there and read fiction and I'm like absolutely loving it. And like learning about life principles, reading fiction, which I never thought, right? Uh, incredible. But I say read, whether it's trading, non-trading, you can put your head in the books, read. Um, I guess like trading wise, yeah, like uh, make sure you take your risk management highly seriously. Um, it, it's it's pretty simple, right? Like like we could sit here and flip a coin, like pick stocks, flip a coin. As long as my risk management is good, I cut my losses quicker. And I'm not saying like do this, right? Like just yeah. giving an example. But if your risk management is good, you're most likely be a profitable trader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just take risk management. Now I'm not saying highly profitable, right? Like right. there's to go from there that you build on but first and foremost risk management for beginners newcomers um other than that i don't know i mean that, that's that's what rolls off the top of my head that's all right I'm... and and the sophisticated traders what would you say to them Ooh, for sophisticated traders mm-hmm. Ooh, i mean they probably they probably have a good grasp and i probably don't need to say nothing to them then now they're just like they block everybody else out and just focus on what you do that, that's what I would say, because I think uh, sophisticated traders can fall into that trap of, oh, he's making this or he's oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it yeah. can be like, because once you start getting good in your uh, craft, you get good in your field, you start looking at who else is on the top, mm-hmm. right? You know, how as good as he, how, no, block all that out. Just remember what got you there and stick yeah. to that. And just yeah. That's one thing that is super impressive about Brian Lee. Like you said, I mean, I look up to him. I feel like the same way you do. Cause he's just like, yeah. he, he is so good at just like knowing what is him. And it feels like, it's, I feel the same way about you. I feel like you're just like, I know who I am and it, and it yeah. works. And I think that yeah. probably is a lot to do what you, like you said, like learning a lot about who you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lucas, no, you nailed it on the head, man. For, for sure. It's, um, and I haven't always been like this. I mean, Kim is a big reason. I think I've learned, I, well, a huge reason to help me understand certain things. I think, you know, for lack of a better term, come to certain like enlightenments about myself, but yeah, like knowing yourself, then you're comfortable with who you are and you know who you are and you can like exercise that. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter. I already know like who I am. And yeah, man, Brian, Brian's awesome, man. Shout out to Brian. And I told him this too, and I wasn't being facetious. Like I told him like, We've interviewed a lot of traders, legendary traders too. I, I think he's one of the best ones we've talked to. When I was like talking, I was like, damn, like this guy is like, this guy's good, man. Shout out to yeah, Brian. He gets it. It was, it was an amazing interview for me to watch because I'm still this, you know, crawling around the floor, infant trader, baby trader. And I listened to your interview with Brian Ray and I walked away from that really getting things that I did not get before. It, it was Brian, it was you and JJ. Each one of you taught me something in that interview. It was a powerful interview. I'll never forget it. And for me to not even be as sophisticated to understand the language, and yet I knew what was going down in that interview was so rare. So it, it was palpable, Ray. It was yeah. a palpable interview. 
good, good. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to have him on as a repeat guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. He re- he he's our most watched podcast uh, so far <laughs> on my show. Yeah. Even Matthew McConaughey isn't as high as Brian. <laughs> Brian, Brian, you you got more pull than McConaughey. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, man, the people love Brian, man, and it's and it's 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 you know it's not no uh, no coincidence, you know. Yeah, no and and because he's so he's so authentic with giving back too. Yeah. you know, he's like he's he's so honest about what he's going through and how he navigates it, and I think that's you know, not just the wisdom that he's imparting, but just the reality, you know, he's not, uh, he's not, what's that word? Like, he, he doesn't need to like, put the flash, you know, he's yeah. just, and that I think it's, it's just refreshing, right? Because, because I think having that out there, which is understandable, I don't even want to make the flash wrong. But I think for people, especially new traders, the flash can be a little intimidating. It can be a little bit, uh, you know, overwhelming, like, oh, I can never be that, you know. And um, because that is not his style or signature, it, I just think he opens up the door to a greater uh, group of people being able to, like, come in and consider themselves, what well, could I do this? Can I put this discipline in place? Yeah. You know? I, and I think you do that too, Ray. And I think you and JJ do that because there is that sense of, uh, there isn't that bravado or that sense of, you know, we're better than. And so that it, incurs, it, it encourages people to feel like, oh, it's okay for me to come here. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you want it to be welcoming, you know, the, I mean, you want to be genuine. I, and I think like anyone knows, like, you know, you, you get humbled. You, you're in this game long enough. You get humbled. You have respect for the game. You know, like you might be on one, you might be on top one day, then you're not the next day. It could be a humbling game. And so I think like a lot of these people do, do others disservices yeah. by only like, you know, you know, I mean, people talk about this all the time, but like only showing your, you know, the good side of trading as opposed to just a whole, you know, and we just try and come professional, come humble because, you know, we both know how it is. I mean, especially JJ I and mean, JJ's talked about this on his podcast, all his like, you know, stuff he's been through. And so we just have a respect for the game. And I think that's another thing to tell the new traders, have respect for the game, respect mm-hmm. it. Don't ever think. What does better. that mean? What does that mean? Respect for the game. You're not bigger than the game. You're not better than the market. You're not smarter than the market. Like, have respect for it. Just because you had seven winning days in a row doesn't mean you're going to win the eighth and you're going to continue to win for the rest of your life. Like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, unless you're someone who's a veteran and, like, been in the game, it, but you won't even see them act like that because they know. They've taken their losses. Like, just learn, learn how to be professional. This is, this is uh, treat this like a business. You're a professional. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, hey, hoo hoo, yeah, making great, uh, great trades, getting dopamine rushes, and just clicking buttons. This is be a professional. Be a professional. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't respect it, the game will make you respect it. Like, that's something I learned pretty early on. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's course. coming. Yeah, I was completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And that's one of my, and that's that's probably my biggest downfall. I think, like, especially when I was playing poker, um, and I've had to to learn the hard way. What would they say? Like, like your, your, your strength sometimes is like right next to your weakness. Mm-hmm. Right. And like yeah. me being like stubborn is like a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, um, 
just uh, failing, I guess, like failing to admit certain things about myself or like feeling like thinking like, no, 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 like this wasn't luck. I'm a great, like I'm a great player or like, and it'll stop you from making improvements. Mm. And like, when you get that big, that big ego and like you're God's greatest gift to trading, you're, you're probably going to get a, you're, you're going to lose. Yeah, the, you're, my greatest, my greatest winning streaks always followed big down streaks. Always. Yeah. Always. And so even when I'm winning, I like, I'm very conscious now to keep myself even keel, come down. Like, you know what I mean? Respect. Respect the game. Just stay to your process. That's all you need to worry about. Just, just, you know. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So that's advice to anyone out there. Respect the game. And no, you're not, you're not God's greatest gift. <laughs> that's really, <laughs> you're not that good. <laughs> just, just forget about it, you know? <laughs> it's good life advice too, right? It's good it really life is. advice too. Just yeah. stay humble. And uh, everybody's everybody's out there doing the best they can, you know. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And uh, all yeah. right. So what what would you say are your one of the things you and I have talked a lot about is just this kind of uh, that that there is an existence of like sometimes in different circles like that toxic masculinity. What yeah. would you say to just you know young men out there in the world today? Uh, just around how they journey through their life. Like I'm always about men getting the tools to how to navigate hard to be with feelings because I feel the culture doesn't necessarily encourage that. What would your advice be just to young men today in, in the world we're living in, how to navigate it? How to navigate as a young man. I, I mean, I think just like what you feel and what you think others feel and think as well, right? Like, like it, it's not a... Um, I think it's it's braver to you know be genuine with people um, than it is to like hold back. I guess I, you know I, I don't know. I, I guess it's such a, a hard answer just to it you know or a hard question to answer directly, Kim. Right? It's like so nuanced. Yeah. I think just like speaking from my experience, and um, you know, you had me uh, watch what was the that documentary? I forget. The mask um, the mask you live in. The mask you live in. And when they mentioned how, you know, I grew up playing sports. Um, I, I still love football to this day. Um, but like locker room culture, uh, how, you know, tox, I guess toxic masculinity spread through sports. And I never thought of it because I know you, you had me go look through this and I'm like, oh, well, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm hesitant to everything you, you suggest yeah. me doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm always, I'm hesitant to everything, but it always, it's always good. It's always, you know, great suggestions. Uh, so I'm like, I, I, I'm a good hands. Um, you're smart. You're a smart man. You're very strategic. You're like, is this going to potentially make me uncomfortable? I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, truth over comfort. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's a tough, I guess it's a tough thing. I, I, I don't know if I have like a, a, a direct answer. I, I think that it's going to be like you, um, you need to being trapped in your own head, I guess, like, mm -hmm. right. Like as males, like if you don't want to like share your feelings or if you, you're not even share your feelings, but if you, there's certain things you don't talk to people about, if you live in your own head, mm -hmm. I remember Kim just talking to you and like, um, hearing myself say things or uh, out loud to someone or seeing myself, uh, reading my journal, right. I journal. That's one of my like huge practices, uh, like long with meditating. Like I need, like I need to journal. Um, cause it's seeing myself on paper. Like I'm seeing me, yeah. like, this is who I am. This is, these are my thoughts. Yeah. Um, when you think in your own head, you just, sometimes you don't see these things, right? right? We all have our own blind spots and I'm very conscious of trying to like, um, stay as rational, um, as possible. 
I know I kind of like going around the, the question a little bit, but yeah. you know, it's um, great. If you really want to, uh, like, I think progress in life, know who you are. These are things you're going to have to do. Like it's, you know, and, and we're all human beings. Like, I mean, I don't know, like I've been a student of psychology. It's always something I gravitated towards. And it's like, man, even if a guy doesn't say something to me, it's like, man, I know how you feel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stop trying to act all big and tough. Like, you don't, you know, like, I know, I know. <laughs> like, it's, it's not cool. Like, just be genuine. It's like not even a cool, it's not even a cool thing. So if you think it's like cool, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're somebody who's like tough, you don't got to go around telling people you're tough. Like one of those things. So and, true. So true. Relax. I just feel you're so authentic. And uh, I, it's, I think it's very rare for people to encounter. That's, I think, you know, when I think of all the people that I keep inviting to this podcast, the one common denominator is authenticity. Yeah. That's what I keep realizing. I, you know, just looking at the different people I've been inviting on and I'm like, wow, everybody here is authentic and, and honest with themselves and comfortable, uh, you know, with their humanity and navigating that, you know? So uh, I, I see you emulating that just in how you show up online, how you show up, uh, you know, just every time I've interacted with you. And I, I think it's, you're an incredible role model, Ray. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. It means a lot coming from you. Thank you. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. Any other questions, Lucas, that you have? Uh, the, I want to ask one more question. You, you yeah. talked about meditating and journaling and mm-hmm. uh, discipline. I want to know, like, what you have a morning routine, a nightly routine, a day, like, what's a day and what's a day as Ray look like? Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I think routines are uh, important for sure. I mean, especially being a trader, right? Um, I look at this is a performance sports, a performance sport, right? Like Steph Curry has a routine. Uh, Tom Brady has a routine before a game, right? So, you know, I wake up uh, what, uh, 7 a.m. usually if I'm uh, maybe 7.30, depends, you know what I mean, what time I went to bed. But, yeah, I wake I meditate right away in the morning. Uh, I'll meditate for, like, you know, 20 to 30 minutes um, in the morning. Um, maybe I'll have some uh, – maybe I'll have a light breakfast. Depends if I'm fasting or not. Uh, sometimes I fast. Mm-hmm. Um, then trade – literally trading the whole day, like, almost in front of the computer. But I will give myself a break. I'll go for a walk around the neighborhood, something I love doing, part of one of my grounding exercises, I guess. Um, I could also – depending on the day um, on and how I'm feeling, maybe there's certain certain things going on in my life. I'll journal in the morning before trading starts um, as well. If not, I'll journal at night. Um, every day after the gym – or every day after trading, I go to the gym. So 4 o'clock comes around, boom, I'm at the gym by 4.30 – Wow, five days a week? Uh, uh well, four, four. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, four. But yeah, no. I mean, there's That's been times like I'm, I'm, I'm big into working out. That's another meditative grounding yeah. thing for me. Um. So yeah, that and that's it. Then at night, it depends what I got going on. Maybe I'll do some trading type uh, review or back testing type things. Journal, read. I definitely uh, night is usually more for reading. Like to, you know, settle down. Um, but yeah, those are, it's pretty much like my routine and I, I need my grounding activities. It's so easy to get off. You know what I'm saying? Like I need yeah. that and it's of the utmost importance uh, in my mind. No, I love it. I think it's, I honestly think it's so important. I mean, we, as humans, as animals, um, like all animals have a routine. And so if you're not aware of what your routine is, you are developing a routine that you mm. haven't put the thought process into. So I always am fascinated to see what people's routines are in. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you have obvious, I knew you would have thought about the process. And so like having those grounding routines, having 
Uh, Kim has talked about this a lot before, but like a purge at the end of the day and like going to the gym, I think is perfect. Like it just like, it flushes everything out. It gets you back into like being a human running around the world (laughs) instead of just like this computer locked onto a screen. So yeah, it's awesome. It is. It's it's crazy how like like I'll notice like my you know like you know just part of trying to be an aware like human being right like at the end of the day like you're talking about it's like man like my it's harder to stay grounded at the end of the day like my mind is just like yeah especially if you're just watching ticks all day just (laughs) yeah yeah it's insane it's insane I yeah I um you know the the when you guys were talking to Matthew McConaughey um and I when he was talking about that um capturing when you're in tune and like holding on to it. And like, it's, you know, cause you know, there's things happen, whether it's internally or externally, like you're going to get like knocked off sometimes. And so I think having those things that can help bring you back is yeah, of the utmost importance. Yeah. It's a king. It's a awesome. king. Ray, thank you so much. We're going to probably have to ask you to come back again if you're willing. Yeah, this was such a great, great conversation. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being so genuine as you always are. Uh, this is a really special conversation today. No, oh, awesome. So, uh, it's thank a you. pleasure. I, f- I feel honored to be among the company that's been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really do. I really do. Like, from, you know, from like where I, where I was to like, come on, it's awesome. You know, Matthew McConaughey, that's crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. You guys are doing great work. You guys are doing awesome work. Thank you. Uh, it's needed. It's, it's really, it's needed. Thank you, right? Thank you thank so you. much. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching us here at the Wall Street Coach Podcast. Thank you so much to Ray and for all the wisdom he's bringing to all of us. And we'll see you guys next time. This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.